You are worthy, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Thank you for his healing touch, his power, his might. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we want to get right into our lessons. If you haven't got your next month's lessons, they'll be up here uh, before you leave tonight. Amen. You can come up and get one over here. I'll bring you one. How's that? Either way. Amen. We've been talking about overcoming the world, and this will be the last Wednesday night unless God changes directions. Amen. On overcoming the world. So hopefully now, all of you by this point understand what, when you hear it says the world, what we're talking about. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And so now, you know, you can focus on these things to overcome these three things because they are subtle, and that's how the enemy usually used them. It's very subtle. That's why Peter tells us in First Peter 5, 7, be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he made it by whom resist you stand fast in the faith. Amen. And so that's the important thing is if you walk in the spirit, if you walk according to the faith of God, then you can see God will show you things. He will show you snares. He will show you traps. Amen. You can be able to see what the enemy is trying to do. Amen. And so for the past few weeks, we've been talking about the lust of the flesh. You know, and and this flesh will get out of hand quickly if we don't control it. We have to bring it into subjection daily. And this is key and essential why every one of us as children of God need to have daily devotions. We need to have our own personal altars. We need to have our own personal time where we spend with God. We talk to God. We pray. Amen. We don't lean to our own understanding. We become obedience to the word of God. Amen. You want to observe the word of God. You want to find out how does this applies to my heart. How does this apply to me is what you want to have so that you learn and grow. And then the lust of the eye. Amen. We don't want to to just focus on things because, you know, I was going to show you a picture last week. and Maybe if, if my wife can get it up back there. Uh, I, I was going to show you a picture. Uh, what do you see here? Huh? What do you see? You see an old lady and a young lady. Did I show you all this before? Huh? <laughs> Everybody see? What do you see? I can't get rid of your lady. <laughs> She's got a necklace on. Yeah, my well, my pointer, my pointer isn't working. I, I thought it. Okay. Anyhow, it depends on how you. S- it's, it's not. I think the battery must be dead. Well. Where my, where my lasers. Anyhow, the laser is not working. But. Uh, I would see it if it was on there, but it's not working. The laser is not working. Or is it the center button? Is that the center button? Yeah, yeah. Okay, my mistake. Okay, hey, look right there. Now I got, I got some points. Okay, all right. So this is how your eyes can deceive you. So if you notice, if you just walked in and you look, you see an old woman there, right? You see the old, or you can see the young lady. You know, if you look this way, you see the old lady, I mean the young lady from here. She looks nice, you know, her chin line comes down. You know, she's got a scarf. She she looks pretty nice lady. But then all of a sudden, when your eyes get focused, if you look at the young lady's chin, you see the old lady's nose here, the old witch. (laughs) And, you know, her mouth right here, you know. Uh, you see it? Okay, everybody see. 
So see, this is why your eyes can deceive you. Okay? You know, as we said last week, Solomon says, favor is deceit, beauty is vain, but a woman that prays the Lord, she shall fear the Lord. She shall be praised. All right? So you can't just look from the outside. Amen. Especially when you're looking for people, you need to be looking at character. You need to look at people's actions, their character, how they conduct themselves. This is what you want to look for. Because inside, you know, you might think you'll marry Cinderella and you'll be linking up with the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, or you think you could be marrying, you know, a knight in shining armor and you get him home and all you got is a bucket of boats. You know, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> So, say what? <laughs> but you need to be careful, okay? And so this is why, because our eyes, you know, can deceive. The same thing when you're buying cars and anything else. You know, you don't realize, as I said last week, the small print sometimes. You look at vehicles on, on the lot. It might look good. They can shine it up, you know, put new oil in it. But the pistons could be gone bad, the brakes could be bad, or whatever. Half the stuff don't work, you know. And then you get it off the lot, now you're stuck with it. So you have to be careful. Amen. So we want to make sure that, you know, we're looking. The Bible tells us that Jesus says, if I, I be single, then our whole body will be full of light. In other words, if we stay focused on Jesus then the light of the Lord will always be there and we can see around us. This is what the psalmist says in Psalms 139. He says, you know, he says, um, how does it be? Uh, let me get my Bible. Psalms 139. I think it's like verse 6. Psalms 139. Whether shall I go from your present, go to the eight, eight, nine, verse nine. There you go. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall your hand lead me and your hands come. Verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be a light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. So if we stay focused on the Lord, we can see clearly. Amen. We can see right from wrong. God will direct our paths. He will give us clear understanding. That's why Solomon tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, he says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Amen. So you don't ever want to run into something without talking to God first and seeking God for it first. Amen. Amen. So you want to get your eyes focused on God. You want to be able to bring your flesh under subjection. Amen. The third thing we want to talk a little bit about tonight before we move to the second point is the pride of life. The pride of life. A lot of people, you know, we go to school, we, we choose our careers and things that we think we may want to be and things we may want to do. And a lot of times we don't even seek God. We don't ask God half the time, God, what do you want me to be? God, what do you want me to do? We just says, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. But we don't realize that that trail or that path we're on could lead us to something terrible, you know, uh, because if a lot of times pride of life is, as I said, that like the other weapons that Satan has, they're subtle. You know, Satan, you know, with Eve, he talked to her, and as a result, he began to ask her, have God said, you know, how many days had Eve gone to that tree and looked at that tree you know, and hug around the tree before the enemy says, hey, I can talk to her, you know. And he got into a conversation with her. And he says, have God said you should not eat of all the, the trees, of the, the tree, you know. She said, oh, we can eat of the trees. But God says the trees in the midst of the garden we shall not eat, neither shall we touch lest we die. 
And Satan said, oh, come on, Eve. You know you're not going to die. But Satan, God does know, you know, that the day that you eat this tree, you're going to be like God, knowing good from evil. And so he enticed her. Amen. And that's what the enemy does. Amen. And this is how pride begins to get in our lives. When we disobey the word of God, we are putting pride is starting to come forth. In other words, what we're saying is, I don't have to listen to God. I don't have to do what God tells me to do. And, and so pride gets into our hearts. And so this is why we have to be careful. Amen. So pride, the Bible is full of pride. And the Bible lets us know in Proverbs six sixteen, it says, These six things that the Lord hate, and seven is an abomination unto him. And the first thing is pride. Amen. A proud look. Amen. So we have to be careful in today's world. Amen. Everything is about pride. If you look at the way the clothing lines and the dress line and the, 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 how men and women are, are conducting themselves now is all about being prideful. Amen. If you stop and think about people in Hollywood, everything in Hollywood is, is all about pride. You know, you, you know, Hollywood says you want to be a star on the walk of life. You want to make sure that when you're finished, your, your star is here and people walk by and talk about you and stuff. But Hollywood does not tell you, the enemy does not tell you that when you look at those people whose lives are on those stars, how much stuff they have gone through in their lives and most of their lives has been destroyed, amen, because of the of the lifestyle and the things they had to do to live that kind of lifestyle. It's always sensual. If you stop and, and notice, most of the Hollywood characters and the people that are in the Hollywood realm, amen, is all sensual and as a result, you know, there's, they don't care how they look, they don't care how they dress, nudity, profanity, all these things, amen, is, is what it's all about, you know, and as a result, amen, is leading people further and further away from God, amen, and as a result, amen, it, it destroys life. James tells us in James chapter 1, verse 12 through 16, he says, 17, excuse me, he said, let no man say when he is tempted that I am tempted of God, because God cannot be tempted with evil, but every man is tempted. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 16, I meant 15 through 12, excuse me, through 17. I'm sorry. I got ahead of myself there. James 1, chapter 12, verse 12, <laughs> chapter 12. Let no man say when I'm tempted, I'm tempted of God, because God can't be tempted with evil, neither tempt God any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away by his what? Own lust, amen, and his own lust, and is enticed. Amen, notice, he's doing it himself. He's being drawn away by his own desires, his own will, amen, and enticed. Verse 15. Then when lust hath conceived, see, his lust is drawn, his lust goes after what he wants, it brings forth sin. And when sin is finished, it brings forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Amen. He says, listen, this is what happens, and so don't you err. You know it now, so don't do it. You know, be careful. Amen. Because if Eve had been cautious, she would not have sinned, because as soon as you disobey God's word, it's sin. And as a result, when sin is finished, what is it going to do? It's going to bring forth death. They were separated from God. They died from separation. And that's what happens here. Amen. So we want to make sure that we keep pride out of our lives. Amen. The Bible tells us in Proverbs sixteen eighteen that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Amen. You watch people, amen, that has pride in their lives, you can see the arrogancy begin to set in. And once that arrogancy begins to set in, a lot of people fall. You try to give people advice. You try to give people directions. You try to encourage folks, amen, not to do because you know what the Spirit and the Word of God says. But how many times do people reject you? 
You know, how many times do they think they know more than you do? Amen. And as a result of that, they don't realize, amen, that they're on a slippery road. Amen. And so we have to be careful that we don't follow that same pathway. Proverbs 11 and 2. Proverbs 11 and 2 says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. With the humble you will have wisdom. But when pride is into your life, get ready for some shame to start taking place because you're on a slippery slope. That you're falling right down the devil's pathway that he wants you to be on. Amen. And as a result of that, pretty soon you're going to fall into sh- some shameful activities or are you going to do something that's going to cause shame. Amen. So don't allow pride to be in your life. Get rid of it at the earliest stage in your life. Proverbs 13.10 says, Only by pride cometh what? Contention. Amen. If you got contention, usually it's pride there. Because usually people that want to get into arguments and things, one of them has got pride in their lives. And so you have to be willing to walk away. You have to be the bigger of the two. Because you don't want to get caught up in it. If I'm trying to be right and you're trying to be right, it's, it ain't going to work. Amen. So the enemy wants you to be the winner. He wants you to have pride in your life. Amen. So you have to bring it under subjection. Amen. Only by pride. Notice, only by pride comes contention. Amen. Proverbs 21.4. Proverbs 21.4, a high look and a proud heart in the plan of the wicked is sin. Amen. Pride, pride, pride. Amen. So you want to bring this stuff under subjection as quickly as you can. Amen. Because what happens usually, how it works and how Satan usually does, is he appeases to your flesh to start with, you know, through your eye, and as a result, you go... Hey, yeah, that's okay. You know, yeah, I, oh, wow, I want to look like that. I want to be like Mike, you know, or I want to be like this. And so, and as a result of that, amen, you find yourself in a prideful state. And as a result, usually it's a slippery slope. Amen. Like a snowball rolling down the hill, it starts picking up speed. Amen. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. You have to beware of gradualism. Amen. Because it's just a little. Amen. Just giving in just a little can begin to draw you away from God. Amen. So David even says in Psalms 10:4, the wicked through pride, pride of his continence will not even seek after God. And this is what usually happens when people get prideful. They, they don't... I don't need God. That's what, that's why Hollywood is, is all about. We don't need God. You know, I got it made. I'm, you know, I'm on the star walk of fame. You know, what is, what can God do for me? Church is for you weak people. You know, they don't realize how slippery that slope can be. Amen. Because, you know, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, uh, what was the name, Nancy Kerrigan, and uh, what was that other girl's name was the skater? Tanya Hardin, amen. And Tanya got jealous of, of, of what's her name, Kerrigan, and tried to break her leg, you know. Pride, envy, and see, all of that begins to work together, amen. Satan will set a slippery slope if we are not careful. Amen. We don't want the pride in our lives. Amen. We are called to be what? Humble. Humble yourself in the sight of God and he will exalt you and do season. Amen. Only by pride can be contention. Amen. But the lowly, amen, is the ways of wisdom. You can learn a lot when you keep yourself humble before God. Amen. And like I said earlier, in today's world, amen, everything is about pride. Everything is about pride. You need the best job. You need to be the best. You need to do all this. You know, that's all it is doing is is elevating the enemy's ways of life. 
Amen. And so even, you know, our school systems and everything, colleges and businesses, everything is elevating Satan's agenda. Amen. Because it's all about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And so we have to be careful, amen, that we do not get caught up in to the ways of the world. All that is in the world, amen, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, amen. Number two, on your paper there, page 11, amen, I think it might be, maybe not, maybe you guys got four. I had 11 pages, so you see how many notes I have compared to you, right? <laughs> amen. Faith, faith. Amen. Faith. First John five verse four and five. Amen. First John five verse four and five. John says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Amen. Notice whatsoever is born of God. Are you born of God? Amen. Amen. Keep that page right there. Amen. Now go to John chapter 1, the gospel chapter 1, amen, and we'll read out of our Bible so that uh, we don't have to come back to that. The gospel of John chapter 1, everybody there? I'm trying to get there, amen. Verse 11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, which was born, even on them that believe on his name, which was born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. But as many as received him, to them became he the sons of God. Amen. So when we receive him, amen, when we become his child, amen, we are born again. When we are born of the water and the spirit. Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, everyone. So whosoever is born of God, we overcome the world. Amen. You overcome lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and pride of life. It's not hard. Amen. Most people have stumbled and struggled because they've been out there trying to overcome everything. Oh, I can't eat apple pie. Got to get out of here. Oh, I can't, I can't go do this. I can't do that. And then they find up struggling. That, that was not what the way it was about. You overcome pride. You overcome lust. And, and the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh. And the way we sought last week to do that is you have to learn contentment. You got to be content with what you have. You know, God is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He knows the things you have need of before you ever ask of him. He's just looking to you to trust and lean not to your own understanding. That's why the psalmist says in Psalms 118, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Amen. He knows what you have need of. Amen. You just have to learn how to be content with what you got. Amen. Wait and learn how to wait. Learn God's plans. Learn God's rules. And I guarantee you, you will have enough money, you will have a place to stay, you will have enough clothes, you will have enough food, you will be content. Because if you try to be rich, what's going to happen? You're going to fall into a snare and many temptations and hurtful and foolish lust, the Bible tells you. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They're trying to be rich, you know, they're trying to hoard everything, and then they go crazy. You know, the devil will just keep swinging you right along. So so notice what John says here, amen. For whatsoever is born of God overcome the world. And this is the victory. Here's how you overcome it. Your faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. See? This is why faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. 
Amen. This is why we always stress. You need to be at church. This is why we always stress. You need to have daily devotion. This is why we always stress. You need to listen to host some godly radio programs and, and teaching so that, and songs so that you can build yourself up. Amen. If you watch Hollywood all day long, if you sit and watch all those crazy folks talking on TV shows, it's going to destroy your faith. You know? Because the devil has one goal, to deceive you, to destroy you. Amen. You should be listening to wholesome, godly music and and the word of God. Because you want to build up your faith. Amen. And so if you build up your faith, in the, on your, build up yourself in your most holy faith in the Lord, your faith will be strong and you can see the wrong versus the right. Amen. So you want to be an overcomer. And this is the victory that overcomes the world is your faith. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Who is he that overcomes the world? But that he that believed that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. We believe that Jesus is God. Amen. And so therefore, we our faith should just be running off the charts. So based on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest, how much extra faith do you got running all over the place? It should be off the charts. You know, now, if you didn't know before, you know what the world is, and so you shouldn't have a problem with having a whole lot of faith. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. First act and that you hear. That's what faith means. First act and that you hear. Just do it from the Word of God. That's why the Bible says, He that have an ear, let him hear. Amen. James tells us in James 1, 22, Don't just be a hearer of the Word, be a doer of the Word. James goes on and tells us in the fifth chapter of James, he says, faith without works is dead. Amen. You've got to believe. Amen. That's putting your faith in in action, and that's what you want to do. Amen. So, on that scale, every one of you should be running over with your faith in the Lord every day because you're in the Word. You're reading the Word. You're studying the Word. You're hearing the Word. You're believing the Word. Amen. Job says, you know, though he slay me, Job says in Job 13, verse 15 and 16, Job says, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. Amen. But I will maintain my own ways before him. Nobody is going to have to make me do it. This is what Job is saying. Nobody has to make me do it. Amen. I'm going to maintain my ways before him because I'm reading his word. I'm studying his word. I'm doing what his word says. Amen. He also shall be what? My salvation. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. Amen. He alone is my salvation. And Job says, a hypocrite shall not stand before him. Amen. So don't worry about the hypocrites. You know, don't worry about them. They've got to appear before the Lord themselves. Amen. So don't worry about other people. Don't compare yourself. Amen. The Bible says if you compare yourselves among yourselves, you're not wise. Amen. So you've got to walk by your own faith. Amen. See, because of the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is destroyed by our faith. Job goes on in Psalm, I mean Job 19, verse 25. Job 19, 25 through 27. Job 19, 25 through 27. For I know, amen, every Christian should know something. And the thing you should know is who Jesus is. I think that's what Brother G.T. Hayward said, didn't he? When they kicked him out of the assemblies of God, he says, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. You know, everybody ought to know who he is. That every Christian should know who Jesus is. Because that's, that's where your faith flows from, that understanding of who he is. The mighty God is Jesus. Amen. It's all in him. So Job says, I know that my Redeemer liveth. God is not dead. God is alive. And that he should stand in the latter days upon the earth. And after the skin worms is verse 26 
Amen. And though after my skin worms destroyed his body, yet in my flesh I shall see God, for I shall see him for myself and not another. Hey, verse 27. Amen. Whom I shall see. Amen. Though, though my inners, you know, is consuming me. You know, I'm struggling within with problems and everything else. Hey, I'm still going to see God. Amen. Because we walk by faith. Amen. I'm going to maintain my way before him. Amen. Because I know that hypocrites can't stand before God. So if I plan on seeing him, that means I got to walk by faith. I can't lean to my own understanding. Amen. Your faith in Jesus Christ and his word will get you there every time. From the time you wake up in the morning, you should say, thank God. Amen. And begin to pray and begin to get into the word of God. Amen. And study and build up yourself on your most holy faith. Amen. The Bible tells us in Habakkuk 2.4. Habakkuk, Old Testament, Habakkuk 2.4. Habakkuk 2.4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Amen. Notice, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Paul writing to the church of Rome, in Rome 8, verse 30, he says, those whose predestinate, what did he do? He called. He called, right? And whom he called, what does he do? He justified. And to whom he justified, the dem he glorified. Amen. And what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Right? I know. <laughs> it is a good book. <laughs> Amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. He justifies us. Amen. He, he, he makes us innocent of all our wrongdoing. He proves us. Amen. And notice what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you. But you're washed. But you're sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You have received justification. You are justified. So therefore, amen, the just shall live by faith. You're born of God. And so where's your faith going to be? In God. Not this world. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. I will maintain my way before him. Amen. He has brought me out of the miry clay, the psalmist said, and he set my feet on a rock and established my going. So therefore, now I must walk by faith. My heart and my trust shall be unto him. That's why the psalmist says in Psalms 118, amen, amen. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his good, for his mercy, and do it forever. Let the house of Israel now say his mercy and do it forever. Let the house of Aaron now say his mercy and do it forever. Let them that fear him now say his mercy and do it forever. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me and set me in a large place. The Lord's on my side. What can man do unto me? It's better to put trust in the Lord. The Lord take my part with them that help me. Therefore, will I see my desire upon them that hate me. It's better to trust in the Lord and to put confidence in man. Amen. We walk by our faith. Amen. Praise God. God is, God is good. Amen. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. The just. We are the just. Amen. And the just has to live by their faith and we're going to overcome the world. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vine. The laborers of the olive shall fell, and the fields shall yield no meat, no flock cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stall. Notice what he said. Yet, 
I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join the God of my salvation for he alone. Verse 19. It's my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk upon my high places. Amen. God is trying to take you to that higher ground we sung about earlier. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Amen. Our faith. Amen. Notice what Habakkuk is saying. That's why he could say that the just has got to live by faith. And so in the third chapter, he's trying to show you, I don't care if nothing is going right. I don't care if nothing is happening. You still live by your faith. You still walk by your faith. You still believe God. You still hold on to your unchanging hand, his unchanging hand. Paul tells you, amen, in Ephesians 6, Paul says, above all, take what? The shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked. Everything the devil throw at you from the lust of the eye to the pride of life to the lust of the flesh, amen, you will be able to repel it when you keep your faith shield up. Amen. Because you're not leaning to your own understanding. You are trusting in God. As I read this scripture Sunday morning, 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 29. Amen. 2 Corinthians 11. We, 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 we was talking about Paul, how he went through all the things he went through. He, he's telling the church of Corinth what he has gone through in his life. Amen. And he goes on, of the Jews five times received thy forty stripes, save one. Amen. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I've been shipwrecked, been a night and a day in the deep, I've been in the deep, uh, night and day, I've been in a, a journey and often in danger. Anybody ever been in danger in the waters? Anybody been in danger in the rivers? Amen. Anybody been in danger in your own country, folks? You know, that's why people says, don't go to the ghetto, man. You'd be in danger of your own countrymen, right? <laughs> you know, uh, danger of perils of the heathen, perils of the city, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils in false brethren, and weariness and pain. No, you guys don't have any of that. No pain. Y'all don't have no pain. You ain't you ain't you ain't got a pain in your body, man, unless you've been in Paul's shoes. <laughs> Can you imagine? We get a stump toenail. We say, oh! <laughs> Think about some of this stuff Paul is going through. Amen. And watching often and hunger and thirst. Everybody, ain't nobody in here missed a meal. <laughs> Never missed a meal. Amen. <laughs> and fasting often. Now, well, we've been there. <laughs> and cold and nakedness. Even in Wisconsin, we, we, we might get a little cold, but not what Paul's been through. Amen. Beside those things which are without, that which come upon me daily, the cares of all the churches. Amen. Notice, he says, I'm doing this all because of the church. And now go to Acts 20 and verse 24. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But none of these things moved me. Look at that. He says, none of it moved me. Neither count I my life dear to myself, that so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of our God. So, man, that's faith. That's what you're looking for. That's how you overcome the world. See, when you still hang in there, when you still stand firm, stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free, as he tells you, amen, in Galatians 5, amen, notice Galatians 5, verse 1. He says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage, amen. Remember, Jesus has brought us out of the world, amen. Now you don't just go back in it. You know, because that's what Satan wants. He wants to entangle you in the world again. He wants you to go back after the flesh. He wants you to go back after the lust of God. Paul says, stand fast, be steadfast. Therefore, in the freedom for where the spirit of the Lord is, what? There's liberty. There's freedom. You got freedom to walk. What's that song says? 
freedom, freedom to dance, freedom to, yeah, I am free. Yeah, amen. Free to worship, free to dance, free to run. Amen. We have liberty. So stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Amen. Verse 2. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ profit to you nothing, right? Verse 3. Amen. For I testify to every man that is circumcised, he is debtor to do the whole law. Verse 4. Amen. Christ has become of no effect to you of so you're justified by the law. You are fallen from grace. Verse 5. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of the righteousness which is by faith. Amen. There's some righteousness by faith. Amen. Go to Romans chapter 8. Drop down Romans 8. Everybody there? Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly by reason of him who have subject the same in the hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. Aren't you glad you're free? For we know that the whole creation groaneth in travail and pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For if a man seeth that he hoped for Hope, see it, what have he yet hoped for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patient wait for it? Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for, we ought, but the Spirit itself making the intercession with groaning which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he make intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. What is your purpose, conjunction, function? What's your purpose? What is your purpose in the kingdom? Amen. You need to know what your purpose is in the kingdom so you can walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We live by our faith. Nothing should move us anymore. We can overcome this world by our faith. Amen. There is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 11 and 1. Amen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made by things which thus appear. By faith, Abel offering a God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Amen? whereby he received witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift, and he being by it, he being dead, yet speak it. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. God translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony. He pleased God. By faith. Amen. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen of yet, moved with faith and fear. Amen. Built, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. And what did he do? 
condemn the world. Notice. Amen. He condemned the world. That's what you got to do. You got to say, eh, I don't want that. That's not for me. Amen. Give me, take this old, what does it sound like? Take this old world, but give me Jesus. Amen. That's what I want. He condemned the world. And what happened when he condemned the world? He became the heir of the righteousness, which is by his faith. Notice. He condemned those things. You know, no, no. Can you imagine Noah, a hundred years, man of righteousness, preaching? Hey, God is going to destroy the earth. God is going to destroy the earth. And people, <laughs> go on, Noah, man. You on drugs, man. You, we, we, I don't believe that. You know, go on, go on, Noah. Amen. You know, the Bible says after two, one or two admonitions, reject them. So maybe Noah says, all right, you only don't want to hear me? Go ahead on. Do your own thing. But I guarantee you, when the rain started pinging and the rain started falling, they was knocking on the door. Open up, Noah. Let us in. Sorry. Amen. By faith. Oh, by faith. Amen. Go to verse 22, I think it is. Let's see what Brother Moses. Go to 23. 24. Amen. Amen. By faith, Moses. 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 By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a prophet child. Amen. And they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he was coming to years, refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter. Man, he could have had the whole world. He could have had everything in Egypt. But by, by faith, Moses, when he was, he chose, notice, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Amen. Esteeming the approaches of Christ's greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt. That's the world. He says, I don't want you, world. Get thee behind me, Satan. Not fearing the wrath or the anger of the king, for he endured sin him. He says, I'm going to see God. I think we heard that before, right? Ain't that what Job says? I'm going to see God? Amen. He endured sin the Lord. Amen. And that's what you're doing. You are on this track. Because you are enduring, you are putting up with a lot of stuff. You are going on because you are looking to see Jesus. Amen. He's coming again. That's why you have to keep walking by faith and not let this world pull you and tug you. Amen. Verse 28. By faith. Through faith, he kept the Passover. Amen. You got your own Passover going on? Amen. You know what the Passover was, right? Coming out of Egypt. Amen. You got to come out. Come out and be separate. And the sprinkling of blood. Amen. Lest he that destroyed the firstborn should have touched them. By faith. They passed through the Red Sea as on dry ground. Dry land. Amen. As sea as by dry land. Which the Egyptians sailed to do drown. By faith. The walls of Jericho fell down. After they was compassed about seven times. By faith. The harlot Rahab. Amen. Perish not with them to believe not, because she hid the spies. Amen. Look at that. And what more should I say? But a time will fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and Jacob and Samson and David and prophets. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lying. Amen. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness was made strong, white vigilant flight. Fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Amen. Women had receiving their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting their liver. They might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel marking and scoring. Yea, moreover, the bonds imprisonment. 
They were stoned. They were sold as under. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They was wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and dens and caves and mountains and dens and caves in the earth. And all these having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. Notice, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Amen. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which did so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider such and do such contradiction of sinners, lest you be weary and faint in your own mind. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The faith, the faith, the faith is what overcomes the world. Amen. The difference between David and Saul was David sought God first and acted on the word. His faith was strong, and as a result, he accomplished many things. Saul acted on his flesh and did things and then sought God. It never worked. David always rejoiced in his victories. Saul always wound up having to deal with his consequences of wrongdoing. So this is why you don't walk by your flesh. You walk by your faith. You always seek God first. Get directions from God. That way, whatever is good or evil, you're still at peace. Because God gives his beloved peace. He gives us rest. Amen? So, amen. We want to continue to walk by our faith and not by our sight because the faith is what will overcome this world. Amen. And this is the victory that overcomes even our faith. Amen. Praise God. So there we have it. Hopefully you now can continue to overcome this world. Amen. You know it's only three things. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Amen. And now you can be victorious. Nobody should have a problem with being victorious and overcoming the world. Amen.